0: Welcome to the Real Life Mentoring Podcast, where we explore real life issues to help you make an authentic difference in the world. Hi, it's Chris and Christina again, and we are talking about mentoring. However, today we're going to jump in and interview Chris. Uh, One of the things we believe about mentoring is it's it's so important to know a person's whole story. Wouldn't you say that to be true, Chris?
1: It's always important, but it it takes a while to build upon that.
0: Sure. And so we're just going to model what good mentoring looks like. uh, And we're going to interview Chris. I, not we, I'm going to interview Chris today, ask him some questions so we can uh, just model for you what, what good questions look like, how you jump into a person's story. And it's not a one and done, but for the purposes of today's podcast it is. So, Chris. Sounds good. Yeah. Let's just jump right in. Okay. Chris, tell us about your childhood. I know that is a very broad question, but give us some of the things like, um, what are some of the things you learned from your childhood? What are some of the roles you took on uh, as a family member in your family as a child? Okay.
1: As I begin, and if I go off and left field somewhere, you can pull me back say, well, we don't have to obviously go that deep sure. <clears throat> for this podcast, but I grew up in small towns in Oklahoma, Texas for a little bit, um, a father, mother, uh, four other siblings. I had a fifth, but she died at birth, so we were very poor. My father was a, initially was a professional musician, carpenter. Um, at some point, he began to drink and became an alcoholic. hmm uh, probably used drugs, my understanding. And I, I go ahead and tell you those things because that was the foundation of our home, which caused great chaos. So my mom is so basically... So dysfunction is dysfunction that way. Dysfunction, yeah. greatly. Okay. But so my mom basically raised us as a single mother. Mm-hmm. My dad would be in and out of our lives. And so we moved a lot, um, a lot of complications.
0: Okay, so where were you in the the... Did you say your first... Where is your birth order? So,
1: two sisters. The second one died at birth, so I was the oldest son, Mm -hmm. basically second in line. But in many ways, that also made me a firstborn in some ways because I was the male figure of the home because my father wasn't around.
0: So what did that look like? You're the firstborn, the oldest son and your dad's not in the picture, or he is, and but when he's there, there's a lot of dysfunction, a lot of abuse going on. What does that force you to do?
1: Well, you, I think you take on the role of the protector. Mm. And I still do it today, as you know. Sure. What do you know about me as the protector at our home? What do, what do I do?
0: Uh, at night, you go around and lock all the doors. I do.
1: There's nothing you, wrong with that. No, it's but, not.
0: It's not even in my radar, but that's what you do. You
1: know, I may check <laughs> windows. Um, if a window's been open, I'll make sure the outside lights are on. And that, that comes from, I believe, early on. There mm-hmm. was my dad. I don't remember him doing that. Sure. And I guess I did that at a young age. And I just kind of s- stepped into that role. Um, someone needs to protect the family. Sure. But that was really not healthy because as a six-year-old, you probably shouldn't <laughs> be worrying about, are oh, the door's locked so we can sleep well.
0: Sure, sure.
1: So that, that was one of the ways. Um, yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, and... Did your mom like, hey, Chris, you need to step up to the plate? Or she just allowed you to move into that position in the family? I don't
1: know. She didn't ask me, I need to step up, because mm-hmm. she was learning it. She went along as well. My mom was 19 when I was born. Yeah. And by the time I was born, she'd had, I was her third child. Wow. Got <laughs> married at 16, first child at 17, mm-hmm. I guess 18, and then 19. Yeah. And so that's... She probably welcomed the help. That's complicated, and sure. so she never said you need to step up. But within a family, when the dynamics are are, are, are distorted, you just jump in where where needs where there are needs. Sure. And I, I I tended to do that.
0: Well, let's go back to your childhood. So you're. I
1: thought it, we were in my childhood. We by are. The way. <laughs> I like it. Okay, just messing with you. Go ahead.
0: Okay. So, you're growing up in this dysfunctional home where your dad is pretty much in and out, and when yes. he is in, it's not so good. right. a um, lot of responsibility of your mom at a young age. So was there another man in your life that could come in and kind of play father, so to speak, or or take you under his wing? What did that look like for you? Did you have a mentor?
1: Well, not not in the least. There was I don't remember any other man, no uncles. No men from church, um, no friends, no neighbors mm-hmm. to do that. That was not even heard of. It sure. wasn't even a mindset. That who oh, is this family being taken care of? There's there are two boys in this family. Is there a, a father figure that would care about them? Number one, my dad would not have allowed that mm-hmm. when he was there. Mm-hmm. My mom would not have received it probably because that's that's if we say messed up. You have a father, yeah, but you go what well, we have a physical father. Mm-hmm. But obviously, boys and young girls need so much more. Sure, that was not even on the radar at all.
0: Okay, so again, I'm your wife, yay, and I know uh, that mentoring is your passion now. But when is there a time where you look back and go, "Oh, that's when I started mentoring," or "This is how I started mentoring"? Is there a time that stands out to you, or when did you start? mentoring yourself, other people that came into your life?
1: Maybe high school. And that sounds strange because, well, I didn't have a mentor. Mm -hmm. But when did I start mentoring others? I remember friends who would come to me and ask me questions Mm -hmm. and want me to listen and try to give them some insight. And I always remember remember thinking, why do people come to me? Mm -hmm. And um, I do believe that God gave me at a younger age some insight, the ability to to listen to people well, Mm -hmm. and to have empathy for people, Mm -hmm. and to express that uh, where people felt heard. Mm -hmm. So probably high school, that began, maybe even a little bit in junior high. But as I look back, I, I think I've shared before with, well, I have with you, but others, that we grew up going to church, and so I went to church thinking there will be a man, someone there to talk to me about real stuff, but that never happened. And that's not a criticism. That just That's just the way it was mm-hmm. when I was growing up. And so not having anyone on the planet to talk to about the stuff that's inside my head. So you go back home and you just deal with it and you push through. Mm-hmm. And so we survived. We didn't live. Mm-hmm. And so that gave me passion for mentoring. In fact, let me share a story with you. Yeah. So I was just a few months ago, I was mowing the back lawn and... Um, I enjoy physical labor like that because our work is so mental. Mm -hmm. So I enjoy mowing the lawn, working in the yard, things like that. I'm back there mowing the lawn, not having any idea that I'm going to process uh, these things. And I began to think about my father and my stepfather and my Mm father-in-law and um, good men at a core. Mm -hmm. But my father had a lot of problems, uh, um, addictions, and just— He was not an easy person to live with. Sure. My stepfather, a good man, but I don't think he was given tools knowing how to relate to a son. Mm -hmm. And of course, I was in college when my mom married him, and so we never had a close relationship. And that's not a criticism. Sure. And my father-in-law is a good man, um, a really good man, but the three father figures in my life have never been able to lead me spiritually or lead me in any way. Mm-hmm. They've not taken the lead, is what I'm saying. Okay. And I found myself angry.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm processing this with God, and I said, God, what's that about? Mm-hmm. And um, as as a listener, I want you guys to really think about this, is that you can be angry with God. Process it. Get it out. He knows it anyway. Mm-hmm. And it, it really felt good to, to get through that. And so by the time I finished it, I was... I, Mentally, I was much better. And a friend reminded me, and a few other people have as well, Chris, is it possible you have such a passion for mentoring Mm -hmm. because of what you did not have? Sure. And it is. Yeah. Some days I don't like that fact, but um, that's just how it is.
0: So I want to go back to when I asked you the question, when did you start mentoring? You never really gave an answer. You said, well, I was a good listener. Let's just clarify, being a mentor, yes, you need to be a good listener, but it's more than that, right? It is. So when did you take up the banner to go, wow, I'm going to be intentional, I'm going to give my life away, I'm going to pour into another, I'm going to accept them, I'm going to call them up, I may need to call them out. When, what, when did that happen for you?
1: Do you want specifics? Yeah. I was 26 years old. Okay. And that comes to me so quickly. Um, you and I were asked to help create a college department. At a church we were a part of, mm-hmm. thriving church, but no one had really uh, developed and reached out to the, the university students. Mm-hmm. And so we were—we weren't even dating, I don't mm-hmm. think, were we? I don't think so. I don't think so. But we—we connected well through that, and I began to reach out to the university uh, men, and you re- reached out to the women, and God really blessed that. Mm-hmm. And I, that's when I really know I was very deliberate about mentoring men. Okay, I went after I went. them. Yeah. I was intentional. I was deliberate. I wanted to know them. I wanted to see them develop. Something happened that year sure. with that yeah. for me.
0: Well, and looking back, some of our closest friends kind of were born out of that process. And so people that you began to, young men, now that. They are married, and all these years later, they've become some of our dearest friends. But tell me a specific result. What are some results? I mean, we can say general things like there's a closer connection. You, you see people grow in their personal lives, spiritual lives, emotional, whatever. But could you give us just one story, one picture of a result of you've, that you've seen um, with a man that you've mentored?
1: There are actually several. But the one I wanted to focus on for this podcast is Kevin. Kevin lives in Austria, and we lived there for many years. But I want to read a, um, I don't know, it's a, it's a short email, a bit of a letter that he mm-hmm. sent me at some point. And these things get me out of bed in the morning
0: when mm-hmm. you see
1: how it impacts another person's life. Mm-hmm. Because Kevin's life has been impacted. This is not patting me or anybody else on the back. Sure. Kevin has grabbed a hold of this. Yeah, His relationship with his wife. He's a young father with his children is different. His role in his job is different. How he sees his father and mother and brothers is, mm-hmm. has been altered in a good way.
0: You know what? I just, I know this wasn't like talked about, but let me read that. I want to see the look on your face okay? so you can really hear the things. Um, yeah.
1: That's a good idea.
0: Okay. So this is Kevin writing an email to you. Yes. I'm so thankful for our relationship through mentoring. You've been a life changer for me. You spoke identity into me. No one else had ever done this before. I considered myself worthless, and you told me that I was a child of God, and this made a huge difference in my life. There's more, but let's stop there. On a heart level, what does that do to you when you hear that? Here's a young man who's not the same as when you met him, and he writes that and attributes a lot of that change to you. Not that you're all that, but God used you.
1: I see Kevin's face, and mm. I it makes me grateful, excited, humbled. Um, he is a he is a son in a sense mm-hmm. because of this relationship.
0: Yeah, that's that's another podcast. That's great. It, it is. Let me let me read the rest of what he said. So you made me feel worthy by listening to me and not dismissing my problems, even though they may have sem- seemed trivial to you. Because they were important and serious to me, they were important and serious to you. What a great statement. He goes on to say, you wanted to be involved in my life. As Jesus did with people, you always sought to go after my heart. You wanted to get to the core of who I am. You asked me questions to get to the core. You changed my life. I appreciate what you do. It's been a privilege to know you. You serve others through mentoring. You change lives through mentoring. What does that mean? to you when you hear those words.
1: Well, what it, one thing it does for me is it reconciles my difficult past in mm. some ways. Okay. It's like because I understand men's pain. Sure. I understand being left alone on the journey as mm-hmm. a man. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like a guy speaks to me about these things and I'm clueless. Sure. When a guy talks about, "Man, I don't have a father figure no. or I have a father in my life, but he doesn't know me." Mm-hmm. It's it's very superficial. I understand that instantly, and I'm, I'm able to give some wisdom into that. Sure. And so that's worth it. And I want to just remind everyone listening, I'm not unique that way. Right. It's choices we make. <laughs> we can give our lives away through mentoring. Sure. Um, and you, you get that kind of feedback when you give your life away. Mm-hmm. That's – it's worth it.
0: Well, that kind of answers my last question for you is what do you want people to know about mentoring?
1: I don't think it's a side note. I don't think it's a a side benefit. Mm -hmm. Um, If you called it dessert, to me, it's the main course because it builds relationships. It helps young men, young women, middle-aged, older people get on the right track so they can look at their life holistically Mm -hmm. and go, this other person believes in me, knows me, cares about me. I'm not alone. Yeah, I want to grow in these areas, and I've got this man or this woman to do it with me. Mm. Um, yeah, I could say more, but yeah. does that well, settle it for you? Yeah.
0: And we're going to say a lot more about mentoring sure. as we uh, go through and and uh, talk about mentoring topics and, okay. and things related to mentoring. But um, I think what Chris shared today really highlights to you that God never wastes our past. So maybe you're out there listening and oh, go, well, Dang, I had, I had a good childhood. Good for you. Yes. God won't waste that either, right? You could be a good mentor, and have a lovely childhood. I'm glad
1: you said that. Yeah, don't misunderstand me. You will benefit from mentoring and mentoring someone else, even if you had a great childhood growing up.
0: And especially in some ways, like you've got a leg up. You know, uh, we can all grow if you. Started in life with a leg up, you're just better prepared in some in some other areas where some of us had to grow more in in areas. So, yeah. Anything else in closing before we wrap this? No, up? No, I just think
1: we have three daughters basically all grown, and they definitely had a leg up from what we've had. Sure. And so, Thank but the Lord. But they yes, <laughs> yeah. but they still have needed mentors and still need exactly. mentors. Yeah. Um, to just take them further than we were at their ages.
0: Great. Thank you. Right. So what we want from you all to hear, our heart for mentoring. First of all, I, I don't think you can listen to Chris Ellich for more than 47 seconds and realize the passion in his heart for mentoring. Um, but that's what Fahrenheit is all about. So stay tuned. Keep listening. There's more stories coming your way um, as we learn what real life mentoring looks like.